0: make some noise for me, baby. How y'all feeling tonight? Y'all looking nice, I say it twice. Shit is all good, it feels good to be home in the BX, the home of hip hop, the home of the Bronx Zoo, home of the Yankees, but what I'm most proud of, we on Hunts Point, right? It's the home of the hoes, let's keep it real. It's the original home of the hoes. Remember when you was looking for loose pussy, you were looking around the corner and you sneaking and shit? Five dollars, got a nigga nut. You can't even get on the bus and back with five dollars no more. It's also that time of the year, Boricuas, where you at, que pasa? Coke and salsa, I fuck with them all day long. It's that time of the year, I love the Boricuas. Borico is the only one who make it to the handball hall of fame, let's keep it real. Stickball state champions, fuck with me. Right by the hydrant, cousin Tito got that perico, you all know what I'm talking about. I came in the game with the Boricua, as I tell you, my first girlfriend was a Boricua. Woo, she put that pussy on me, let's keep it real. Coquito had me leaning in the 10th grade like that or shit. I was on the handball courts like a motherfucker cutting class. But now it's different, the game done changed, the hoes are everywhere now, reality TV got the hoes, the Kardashians, the Braxton's. Speaking of Kardashians, you know you a hoe when your father say, fuck it, I'm joining the team too. Y'all bitches got too much much props now, put me down. Ain't Caitlyn a bad bitch though? Bruce Jenner was ugly, Caitlyn's a bad bitch. Let's keep it real. I see that motherfucker in the club, I'm throwing my number at him. Holla at me. I call him Bruce Bruce. Tell him I know his name, Caitlyn. That nigga mama named him Bruce, I'ma call him Bruce. What's going on, Bruce? It's a beautiful thing, be happy. I don't give a fuck what you are, be happy. I'm happy like a Dominican in the summertime when the Patalito cart come by. Like, I got a dollar, let me get one. But that home, homeboy. You know you in the BX when you got shades indoors, fronting and shit. Take them shits off. Shit is crazy. Everything's new, everything's different. You know, Boricuas got upset recently. The mayor from Puerto Rico came over. She couldn't get a cab. Motherfuckers was mad. I was at home smoking weed, watching Bronx 12. Like, y'all motherfuckers know how it feel now. And if the Boricua can't get a cab, my black ass ain't never getting a ride home. I started protesting too. Word up. I was throwing canepas at the cabs. And it's crazy because how the Arab cab driver don't want to drive to the Bronx? You motherfuckers could blow up a building in Manhattan, but you can't go to the Bronx? What's up? They know if they come to the Bronx, they're going to get fucked up with that bullshit. Talking about, habam, nigga, fuck that. Bust this nigga ass right here. Nah, I feel up you no know, cab drivers trying to eat too. Um, any, any parents in the house? Any parents in the house? It's a beautiful thing. My heroes. My heroes. I'm a proud papa to a mixed son. Y'all might have heard of him. Eric Zion, the black Dominican. Look like Rico Suave and Flavor Flav at the same time. He got swag in the bag. Fuck with me. He came home sad the other day and it got me upset because I didn't know what happened at school. You know he's the only black kid in school and he still hasn't been suspended, so I'm proud of him. Show him some love, you know. Niggas clap for that. Nigga reading is fundamental, motherfucker. You know, niggas, we like to read menus at Popeyes. That's the only reading we do. Nigga, three for $3.99, okay. Can I get two biscuits, nigga? Yeah, my son came home talking to my dad. I'm like, what's up, Lil He's like, I got in trouble at school today. I'm like, what you did wrong? Said, the teacher said that I cheated, and cheaters never win. I said, that bitch is a liar. I said, because evidently she don't know Lance Armstrong, Tom Brady, or Alex Rodriguez, because those three cheaters, that did okay. He's like, what you mean, Dad? I said, cheating's not good. Well, it's okay until you get caught. Let's keep it real. He was like, thanks, Dad. You're the best cheater I know. I'm like, I know, just don't tell your mama, motherfucker. Keep it on the low. But shit is real. As y'all can see me, I'm a Bronx. Bronx, Bronx proud representative, and like I said, I love the Boricuas, Boricuas the only ones I know when you try to get the first base, they tell you hurry up and get the second base. I fuck with Boricuas. They don't play games. They open up quick for you, and it's not because they hose. they know how to satisfy a man. Feed them, let them watch the game, and give them some pussy. We will all be married if chicks stuck to that shit. Yeah, I started working, listening to Martha Stewart and Oprah, those two single bitches, let's keep it real. Follow Kim Kardashian. As no matter what, she ain't single. Am I right? I used to think the Kardashians had good pussy. Then I started looking at the relationships. Lamar Odom turned into a crackhead. Not too good. Kanye West ain't made a good song since he been with the bitch. Not too good. And then now, you know, the father's playing on the other team. So maybe it ain't as good as we think it is. That's real shit. Shout out to, um, to all the ladies. Because I know y'all make us go crazy and we do a lot of things. So when I come out, I can't sing, but I do a little rhyme every time and I say, hey, ladies in the house, y'all looking nice, I say it twice. Ladies in the house, y'all looking nice. I said it twice, ladies, I'm going to keep it real, you can see my goatee. I believe in eating, eating is fundamental, fellas, that's right. You get all the main basic food groups out of eating some pussy, let's keep it real. Boricua looking like motherfucker, listen to 59, listen to fuck up. I ate so much pussy one time I learned how to speak Spanish. We're going to keep it real tonight. I went down, I was like, hola, 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 hola. Si, 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 si. Sammy salsa, Sammy salsa. I've been wearing chancletas and playing baseball ever since, keep it real. But yo, I want to give a major shout out to everybody who came out because this is a live comedy album recording for that special brother. The funny Latino, Roman Suarez, make some noise. He put me under his wing. He gave me a branch so I could spread out and I'm starting to fly a little bit. I said, y'all can see the bling in the ring. I'm trying to do my thing. Fuck with me, NY. But without further ado, I want y'all to get hype. I want y'all to feel nice, because tonight we celebrating life and it's going to start with comedy. So this brother right here is one-fourth of the comedy cartel family, the goof fellas, El Sasson, aka hashtag from the Bronx with love, the never generic. I know him, I know y'all going to love him after this. It's the funny Latino, Roman Suarez.
1: Bronx, New York, Got all the Puerto Ricans are still at the festival, oh my goodness, they'll be arriving at 10 p.m., talk about, start the show, puppy. Uh, the poster said 7 o'clock, motherfucker, but I love it, make some noise for the late latinos, the ones that are not here yet, the late ones, and for my boy Eric Hendricks, Mr. 5950 did his thing. He did his thing. I, I, I forgot to tell Eric that my church group was here. I, I hope his comedy was church appropriate. Right? I heard the first thing is, welcome to the Bronx. We're in Hunts Point. We're the hoes. Eric, that was 15 years ago, bro. That's what happens. You're on HBO Go. You're watching stuff that came out in the 80s. You know? That's ridiculous. Well, before I continue, I want for everyone to please clap their hands for the sponsors, the open bar sponsors, Pitorro, and my very good friend, Paul Ramirez, from the Bronx Beer Hall. All right? I love this. I'm a big coffee drinker. I love coffee. And I've been drinking his chocolatey stout, okay? Okay? Not not his chocolatey style. I'll talk about the, the beer. It's called chocolate, chocolatey stout, right? My, this is, it's like I have morning breath drinking this, fantastic. Like that good morning breath though, you know? When you had amazing wild sex the night before, and you wake up, and you're like, who the fuck invited the donkey? Why is there a donkey in my bedroom? When did I get a parrot? Why do I have a parrot? Why is my girl wearing an eye patch? How wild did things get last night? Any single people here, single people? The only time it's cool to make noise when you're single is when you're in an audience. The last place you're gonna make noise is in your bedroom by your damn self when you're single. Woo! Where's my vibrator? It's just me and you, rabbit. I think that's what it's called. Not that I have any experience with any of those things for my church group that's here. Well, tonight we are recording a comedy album. And the purpose of the comedy album is that it assists in guiding the career of the comedian. It, it, it explains to the people who follow the comic that now whatever comedy he is sharing or she is sharing is taking a more public note, you know, as opposed to just having your comedy focus on the audience in front of you, now it's for whoever chooses to download it, being that now everything is so public. Nothing is private, nothing. You cannot have a single private moment if you post it on Facebook, nothing is private. Like these morons that go on Facebook and say, F-M-L, which means what? Fuck my life, right? Fuck my life, I hate everybody, everyone leave me alone. Like, it's fucking awesome. This person's having a tantrum in front of billions of people. Mark Zuckerberg is fucking masturbating at home. He's like, "Good, fuck your life, here you go. For real, because that's what it is. Nothing is private. Go on there and complain about your relationship. Guess what happens? your junior high school crush inboxes you. Like, I I thought you died. I haven't heard from you since 79, motherfucker, where you been? It's crazy, that's what happens. Nothing is private, all right? The other day somebody chose to tweet, I don't understand why, but they were tweeting, been driving around in my neighborhood, 45 minutes, there is no parking. You know what I did? I retweeted. I was waiting for parking too. And guess who retweeted my retweet? NewYorkCity.Parking.gov. That's crazy. They had an app. They created an app off of your fucking tweet. You did not even benefit from it. That's what's wild. That, that's what social media does. You are no longer owned by you. You are owned by them. Then you have to highlight and copy and paste whatever this is pursuant dash number 4418 my name is such and such all images and entities and properties of such such such. Motherfucker, you don't talk like that you barely speak english why are you posting this all images are property of mine without my consent or approval like dude ain't nobody want your fucking selfies what am i gonna do with your selfies what am i gonna use your selfies for sell laxatives? Huh? What am I gonna do with pictures of your kids? Huh? Promote condom purchases? Like is that what you want? There you go, that's what it is, for real. Fuck those people promoting their fucking anguish. I'm already mad because I gotta wake up at eight in the morning, all right? To jump on a crowded fucking train. And I wanna read about the sad shit you're going through Uh, Things did not go better for me last night. Unfortunately, I tried to reach out to my spouse. And yet again, things are not working. Please pray for me, Facebook. Bitch, this ain't the Vatican. Send that shit to the Pope. The Pope is on Twitter. At the Pope. All right? You know who's the only person he follows? Jesus. Jesus is on Twitter and he is not on Instagram. That tells you something about the viability of Twitter. Folks, purchase stock in Twitter, okay? Because Jesus is on Twitter. Jesus is not on Facebook yet. Follow Jesus, not for nothing. Follow Jesus on Twitter, it's interesting. Every morning, he sends out the same tweet. What's up? As if that's what Jesus would say, right? Jesus sends out his first tweet. Jesus is Dominican. Que lo que? That's crazy. I was like, I never, I, you know what? With the long hair and the beard, I figured he was the missing member of Aventura. That's why that group was so fucking successful. Right or wrong? No, it's wrong. Any bachata fans? Make some noise. Wow, so room full of Dominicans. Puerto Ricans really are late. Holy moly. Bachata is fantastic music. I will say that I love bachata. But, unfortunately, I do not have the endurance to dance it. There's a lot a lot of coordination. I lose my count like at, at two. Somewhere at two I lose my count. Because it's one, two, three, hop. Right? One, two, three, hop. That's what bachata is. One, two, three, hop. And the tung ting hop. And move the hip. ha, tung ha, ting hop. Hop. That's what you got to do. But here's what happened with me. My high school sweetheart was Dominican. All right? No. Born and raised in the Bronx. My high school sweetheart was either going to be Dominican or Puerto Rican. Hello? Hello? All right? And what's funny is she invited me to a wedding, a, a family event. I went with her. I... I I was like fif- 15 years old, all right? Um, I barely knew how to put my zipper up without catching my shirt. Guys, you know this, right? When you like, get dressed mad fast and your shirt sticking out from your zipper, that shows how innocent you are. So there I go, I go to this wedding with her, her entire family, okay? And they start playing the and I was like, oh snap, what is that bachata? Thank you. Round of applause for the DJ. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's exactly what happened. They started playing the bachata music, right? And she was like, it's simple. All you have to do is grab me by my hips. I'm like, we're in front of your parents. I don't want to really do that stuff. And she said, no, just grab me by my hips, put your other hand on my shoulder, grab me up, and on the third one, hop. And I'm like, okay, on the third one, hop. And I wound up looking like a fucking newborn pony. That's what I was doing, and one of her cousins, Que tú estás loco? si tú sigues bailando así. Cause I'm like, what is this? A fucking rain dance? That's not bachata, all right? And that's around the time that fucking movie, The Leprechaun, came out. Yeah, so it, it did not look right, you know. But play some salsa, I'll rock the fuck out. Cause I was raised on salsa. Anybody else with me? Who was raised on salsa? You know, not to pit Dominicans versus Puerto Ricans. I'm pitting salsa versus bachata. I like bachata. Bachata is nice music. Bachata to me is like Spanish freestyle. All the songs about the same shit. Okay? But salsa is different. Salsa is fucking fantastic. And I was raised on salsa. You know why? Because my grandfather took care of me. But yeah, my grandfather raised me, and his whole thing was like, this is what he would tell me. Mijo, you look sad. What? And then he would just start blasting salsa music. Confuse my whole emotion. That's what he would do. Because the men in my family, no affection whatsoever. You know how they give you affection? A pinch. That's not affection. And my grandfather used to confuse my emotions by blasting salsa. Right? And DJ, can you play any salsa song up there? Imagine a baby crying. And all of a sudden, a salsa song comes out. Full blast. Thank you. And that was me growing up. Because my grandfather... He was like the baby whisperer. You know the dog whisperer? My grandfather was like that with babies. Okay. After you dance the song, you can have your compota. You can only eat if you know how to suzikyu. And that was it. Yo, my grandfather used to pit us, me. I grew up with my two cousins, and he always took care of us. And we would just be dancing salsa. So imagine. Imagine getting in trouble with my grandfather. Get in there now. Dance Lloradas five times. It was crazy. It was dope, but you know what that made me? An awesome salsa dancer. So thank you, Grandpa. I dance salsa. All right? Grandparents, wherever you are, God bless you all. Any grandparents here? There you go. See that sponsors? My target demo is between twenty one and thirty six. Thank you for sponsoring me. Paul's like I ain't trying to sell my chocolate stout to grandpa. That shit don't go good with Alzheimer's medicine. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I am from there we go, South America. Anybody here from South America? Just you? We could we could talk about it later, bro. Thank you. Thank you for supporting me. My people, 18 nations in South America. He and I represent all of them. It's fantastic. All right. My family is from, here we go, my mom from Colombia. Any Colombians? Fucking immigration reform, lighten up. Holy fuck. And my father from Ecuador. Where's Ecuador tonight? Cue the crickets. You're from Ecuador, my brother? Nice. And you laugh? Nice. See? This is what getting no affection from men does to us. We laugh at the most inappropriate things. But yeah, that that was it. And it was the same thing with my dad. My dad raised me on salsa. My father was a cab driver. Okay? He was a cab driver raising me on salsa But the type of salsa he raised me on was salsa de tomate. Because when he would send me back to my mom, my mom would say, mijo, what what did your father give you? A sandwich. What kind of sandwich? A ketchup sandwich. Ketchup sandwich? That's, That's not food. My father made the best ketchup and cheese sandwiches ever. He would say, if it was hot, it'd be pizza. Eat. Hurry up. Hurry up. It's crazy. All right, it was wild. And here's the crazy part my father, non English speaking. Okay, anybody else like that? Oh, all your dads are fucking bilingual. Wonderful. Nice. Nice. My father, he spoke the most broken English ever, and he was a cab driver. Okay, he made $400 a day. Driving a cab in New York City in the 80s. That's great money. In the 80s? You know how he did it? Misunderstanding every direction. He would pick someone up on White Plains and 233rd Street. And they would say, take me to La Marqueta. And my father would be like, that was in Spanish. JFK, right away. That's not what he said. And it was the wildest, because I was my dad's translator. Before that shit was popping, I was his translator. You know, now when you got bread, you walk around with somebody that translates your shit. He had bread, but it was his bread. Nobody shared his money. It was his money. And I would walk with him, ride with him, wherever I was, it was me translating for him. Okay? I was seven years old, fluent Spanish and English. Kudos. One time we were in court. Well, actually, a lot of times we were in court because he was the cab driver. Okay? He didn't understand the stop sign because there was no E in front of the S. I don't understand, papo. I remember being in court with him. He spoke Spanish. Everyone else spoke English. And this is how it went down. All right? We go to freaking... We're in, in, in uh, the DMV Court, Traffic Violations Court, right? I'm from the Bronx, I don't, I don't even remember the name of that court. There you go. Um, and he goes, he tells me, explícale bien, explícale bien al puta ese. Papi, that's a judge. You, you cannot use the word puta when you talk to a judge. He goes, no, no, explícale al hijo de puta ese que lo que yo hice estaba correcto. Seven years old, I'm in court, explaining to a judge, right? This judge was just some big, tall, white dude. like I was like, wow. Just looking at him. And the freaking officer comes out and the whole Explanation on my end was completely thrown out the window because the officer is the one that explains your moving violation, right? So the officer says, The assailant driving a tan Lincoln Town car was seen making an illegal right turn where it was clearly stated that right turns were not allowed. Motherfucker was on point, yo. He was like, On a Tuesday. 3.15 p.m., I observed, one said, George Suarez, make a right turn, and my father's response was, dile, que lo que le está hablando es mierda. I said, your honor, he is talking caca. I was a kid, I can't say mierda. I'm not gonna say shit in front of a judge. I knew better than that. I watched fucking people's court. I know what happens during the commercial break. And he explained. This is the best part. You ready? Here's the best part. Because my father, no respect for authority whatsoever. Okay? And you know why? Because he doesn't understand English. That's why. Alright? You wanna be authoritative to him? Speak Spanish. Okay? There you go. So. The interesting part is that the police officer explains. He goes, and when I pulled over the driver, his response to me was, I'm sorry, Papu. At which point I explained to him, do not address me as Papo. I am officer. And his response was, whatever you say, Papo." And what's crazy is the judge was baffled by this whole thing. The judge goes, I'm sorry, whose name is Papo? I don't understand who Papo is. And I explain to the judge, no, you know what happens is that, and then boom, they go on lunch break. Isn't that crazy? They went on fucking lunch break while I'm trying to, like, defend my dad, right? And then a whole hour later, the judge that comes back is a female judge, which is wonderful. Shout out all the women in power, powerful women. Make some noise for powerful women. Freaking judge comes back, it's a female judge, it's fantastic. I'm thinking, you know what? Let me be as cute as possible, maybe this lady's gonna be compassionate. And when she picks up the case, she goes, okay, so it said that the the driver was pulled over, making an illegal right turn, and his response was, what? And the officer goes, I'm sorry, Papo. Oh, okay, yes, Uh, sir, you are not to address an officer by Papo, whatever that means. My father's response to the judge was, you're right, mama, you're right. And that's the story on how my father wound up going to jail for one week, and I wound up in protective child services. Seven years old, that's just the craziest. I have similar situations with my mom. My mom was a hairstylist. Any hairstylists here tonight? Just one? Hi. Thank you so much. Thank you. These people suffer from arthritis by the age of 40. All right? If you don't use your fucking hair conditioner properly, they're the ones who suffer. Right or wrong? Round of applause for all the hairstylists. La peluquera. So up till now, we've understood that my father was a cab driver and my mom was a hairstylist. Which means we were broke, because they lived on tips. And if some of y'all don't like tipping today, imagine how popular that notion was in the 80s. Right? But my mom was a hairstylist and I remember the first time I got in trouble, real, real, real trouble, was because I crashed my car. Totaled it. Completely destroyed my vehicle. I was about 19 years old and my mom She was the tough one. She was the sergeant. She was the tough one in the house. You know, ella la que mandaba. And I got in trouble because I crashed the car. What occurred was I fell asleep behind the wheel. I was young. I was not drinking. I did not have my seatbelt on and my car flipped over. Destroyed the vehicle. Destroyed it all together. It looked like a fucked up accordion. All right? And the craziest thing is you need to get your plates back. You need to get your plates back to return them to DMV. Hopefully the same judge that saw my dad was still there and whatnot. But I called my mom and you don't disturb a hairstylist. You don't. Not while she's working. You disturb a hairstylist, you have a chick with like burning fucking curlers in her hair. You got another chick with tratamiento melting through her scalp. All right, you have another one having a meltdown because her husband wants to see her blonde. You know, you have a bunch of meltdowns going on. So when you disturb a hairstylist, it's kind of like taking a, um, I would say, a surgeon away from surgery. And I called her up. It's like, mommy, I need your help. What happened? I said, mommy, I need your help. I need you to call the junkyard because I need to get my license plates back from the car, the car that I crashed. I'm sorry, and I need you to call them because you're the adult, because a minor could not request for license plates. You're the adult, mama, and I need you to call them and ask them to please give you the license plates back. She goes, mijo, I don't don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. I said, mommy, hold on. Guess what was popular back then? Three-way calling. I had the guy on the phone. I had the guy on the phone already on the other line from the collision spot and he goes, Is this Mrs. Perez." My mom's like, "¿Qué coño? ¿Qué esto? Whose voice is that, mommy? This is three-way calling, and I have you on the call." And she said, "Okay, what? What? I don't have time for this." She goes, I, I. I what? What happened? What happened?" You know, with her freaking messed-up English. And he goes, "Well, your son is a minor, and he cannot legally request his license plates back. So we need an adult." to authorize his request for license plates. And she goes, well, I, I'm gonna go, please, please give my son, Roman Suarez, his license plates back. And the gentleman says, I will do that. As soon as you pay us our $750 tow-away fee and store fee, and then the fee for removing the license plates, which comes out to a total of $811. My mom goes, I said, mommy, you, we, need, we need to pay, I said, we, we need to pay $800, no, I need to pay rent is what I need to pay, that's so what my mom said, where is this money coming from, I said, mommy, I, I, I got $30 right now, mommy, you can help me out with the rest, and then she proceeded to say, I'm sorry, sir, what is your name? The guy goes, my name is Salvatore, and I work for whatever place he worked for, and we need the $811. Would you like your license plates back today, ma'am? We can take the payment right over the phone. My mom said, I kid you not. This is what I'm going to say, Salvatore, you say your name is? He goes, yes. Yes, please take the place off of the car and put the place up your ass. Say, like, holy shit. I'm not kidding. That's exactly what she said. Yes, you put it in place really up your ass. Real good when they touch your throat. Click. She hung up. Needless to say, that was the first time I ever had to work community service to get back my license plates to render them to DMV. Thank you, mama. For real, I wish I was making this shit up. My family doesn't even understand why I do comedy. My grandparents really did not like each other. My father's parents hated my mother's parents because they all knew each other in school. Isn't that awesome? Then they all wound up having children, and they swore to keep their children away from one another. And guess what happened? They had me. And guess what happened to me? My grandparents collectively hated me. It's just fantastic to say, oh, you look like you look like your abuela. That was her way of saying, fuck you. He looks nothing like me. Fuck that kid. They hated me. I'm being serious. Grandmas, rest in peace. I accept your hate. There, all right? Whatever. Wherever y'all are, whatever. I hope y'all confused. Whatever the fuck y'all are. <laughs> but you know what? Those were my abuelas. They were, really, my grandmas. But my grandfathers were a little bit more lenient. Because I was a boy, obviously. You know? But I remember my grandmother, to start, my grandmother on my father's side. Very proud woman. Extremely proud. Super white. This lady was white. With hazel eyes. And blondish, blondish hair. Okay? Her family political clout they had, they had politicians in her family her, her great uncle was like the mayor all right the mayor of a town in south america that had no sidewalks but he was the fucking mayor of there all right water to them was something they saw in pictures but he was the proud mayor of that location okay but whatever i digress the whole point is that she was an extremely proud woman. And my cousins that I grew up with, they had Blanquito features. And you know, for us Latinos, what we aspire, okay, what we aspire is we really embrace these European-like features. Just to give you an example, I remember I went to a casting call. They were saying in a casting call, we need a Latino male lead. I was like, fuck bro, I'm the funny Latino. I can do this. And I go and I say my name and I present myself and they're like, no. We need someone a little more Latino than you. We're looking for a Latino that looks like Ricky Martin or Carlos Ponce. It's like, what the fuck? That's a white boy. You're looking for a fucking white boy. That's not a Latino. You're right. We we need someone that looks more like Justin Bieber. That is not a Latino, okay, Justin Timberlagos. Timber Lagos, that's who we're looking for, but my grandma was under the same impression. I remember having lunch with my cousins. One cousin, white, red hair, green eyes. The other cousin, white, blonde hair, hazel eyes. And the other cousin, me, fucking Pancho. Yeah, fucking Pancho. That's me. And I remember my uh, grandma, she used to talk to us in her little broken English. She would try. She goes, mijo, are you, are you hungry? Are you hungry? You want something in your belly? And my cousin would be like, yes, I, Abuela, I, I want some uh, grilled cheese. Cut off the uh, crust. A little bacon. And I'm like, wow. He's, he's getting that. Like, we're Latinos. There's no grilled cheese in this house whatsoever, at all. She would make him that. I was like, well, Abuela figured out how to make him fucking grilled cheese. And then she goes, tú, ¿qué tú quieres? Just like that. To me, she spoke in Spanish. I said, Abuela, yo quiero una pizza. Lo que te voy a es pisar los pies. Carajo. ¿Qué quieres? Abre esa nevera. Vete a ver lo que hay es huevo. Puka. All right. I want, Abuela, I want scrambled eggs. ¿Qué es eso que es scrambled? Háblame bien, carajo. Huevos revueltos. Yo quiero los huevos revueltos. Y el chico, muévete, carajo, para que los revuelvas tú mismo. I said, oh, come on, grandma. Come on, grandma. It's outrageous. So then there we were, we're sitting down. She's talking to my cousin. She goes, mijo, You are so handsome. You, mijo, with that handsome look, you're going to be a doctor. You are going to be a doctor and save many lives. And I'm like, wow, my fucking cousin is going to be a doctor. That's awesome. I'm sitting there proud as fuck. Then she gets to my other cousin. And my cousin, he goes, abuela, what am I going to be? She goes, you, you look like you're going to be a lawyer with that smile That twinkle in your eye, that charming look—you are going to be a lawyer. You are going to help many people and make so much money for this family. God bless you. It's like wow, and I'm there wiggling in my seat with excitement. I'm waiting for Grandma to get to me and bless me with my title. I'm like eight years old, Buela. What am I going to be? A criminal. Look at you, and you're so fat. A lazy criminal. You're going to get caught all the time. Lucky you have a lawyer in the family. He's going to defend you. Y si sigue comiendo así, you're going to have blood pressure problems. You have a doctor here. Please, take care of this lazy criminal. It's like, my God. It's outrageous. And to be truthful, the dude that she thought was going to be a lawyer, he wound up going to jail. Fuck that dude. And the one she thought was gonna be a doctor, guess what? I think he's a closeted homosexual. That's all right though. He may need a doctor so Fucking awesome. I love gay people. Make some noise for the gay people. Some of you hateful motherfuckers ain't clapping. Start clapping, goddammit. We're about to have a woman president shit. Get ready for that. Alright? Rainbow Tuesday. Is that your job? Alright? Imposed by the Clinton administration. Go rock your rainbows proudly. That's what's gonna happen. We are gonna have those days. For real. Once a woman takes office, and who believes Hillary has a chance of winning? That brother right there. All right. But Hillary's going to win. Hillary is going to win. And you know what's funny about that? All the dudes are going to be fucking confused. They're going to be like, what, what, what just happened? A woman is president? Isn't that going to scare us, guys? Like, you're going to be like, is she approachable? CNN is going to be like, we're going to try to interview Mrs. Clinton. We, we, we have reason to believe she's on the rag and she's really not feeling China right now the secretary of state he, he's advised as to oh, okay they're walking the chocolate up to her right now and I, I believe what is that they're bringing what are they bringing? control top pantyhose okay so I think she's ready She is ready for this interview. She's going to be next to, guess who? She's going to be next to her fucking hairstylist. All right? And Oprah Winfrey. That's who's going to be in the White House. Oprah Winfrey and her fucking hairstylist. And her hairstylist is going to be a super, uber gay guy. And that's going to be fan-fucking-tastic. All right? It's going to be awesome. Because that dude's going to have that one diesel arm because he has no time to date. You understand what I mean by being that dude with the one diesel arm. That's the arm you're always looking for the remote with. Dude, why is that one tricep like so big? That's crazy. That's the arm I wake up with. It's fucking nuts. But I love it because women, not for nothing, women know how to take care of business. Us dudes, We got fucking ADD. That's our problem. We forget shit. We forget why we got mad at stuff. We grunt too fucking much. You know what women do? They take fucking notes. They take notes and they watch Dr. Phil. They watch daytime television. And daytime television, not for nothing, it helps, but it dooms us. Because us men, the guys that work, we have no fucking idea what's going on on daytime television. I don't understand why I got Reader's Digest piling up when I walk home. The fuck is all this to the top of the freaking doorknob? No understanding whatsoever. But women, they're the reason why this world even exists. So please, round of applause for the women. For real. It's the truth. (laughs) Let them take over. Let them take over. Let us sit back and listen. That's it. What I want to know is, what are they going to call Bill Clinton? The first man? Right? I mean, he's the first man that got caught getting a blowjob in the Oval Office. Right? He's the first one that actually got caught. There are books out there, if you research them, there are books that were written on how freaky the presidents have been. And Bill Clinton just happens to be the only dude that got caught. Seriously. Because every, everybody. I'm going to say this. Nobody, please, please, nobody get shocked. Thank you. Everybody cheats. Even if it's on their diet, everybody cheats. Okay. Have you been cheated on? Please make some noise. I got people fucking looking in every direction. Cheated on me? Uh, I think I got to put money in the meter. I'll be back. Okay. Here's another one. being that you've been so honest on who's cheated. Have you cheated? Clap your hands. Have you ever cheated on anyone? My grandmother would say, bunch of fucking sanganos. Be proud of that bullshit. But guess what? Just to get into it, because comedy is therapeutic, right? That's what it does. It's supposed to help you heal, right? I used to cheat. I I used to cheat during the days that I was at my most sexually... Inclined. I used to have fucking circ the sole sex back flipping onto a chick forehead. Pow! I used to cheat because I had energy in me. I ain't even know if I nutted. That's how much energy I had. Cause I had talent. There was a lot of love in my loins. And I needed to share it. Alright, I would come home. And I'm sorry for saying this. I, I may look like I'm proud of this, okay, but I am not. I had so much energy in me, and my then significant other would just be sleeping. I'm like, I'm not gonna wake her up. Damn, this was before Facebook, before MySpace, before any of that nonsense, which means I had game. Nowadays, you just inbox someone, private message, Snapchat. Fuck that. I used to go out there and do what the original app was. That's right, just go up there and talk. Like, hi, what's your name? I see you're here by yourself. As am I. Would you like to um, share a meal with me? Bow! Before the days of freaking running your card, you just paid cash, and no although I look like I'm smirking, I'm not proud of my actions, okay? Because I was as honest as possible. I would tell the girls, listen, I'm going away on duty to Iraq. After tonight, don't call me, okay? And if I happen to pick up the phone when you do call me and I sound like I'm in a rush, bitch, I'm in a rush, just hang up, you know? It was the craziest shit. One time a girl calls me up. I'm standing there in front of my wife. And the girl's like, Hi. This was me. Click. I'm walking around like I stubbed my toe. Walking around the middle of the night. And you know what? Women have that fucking cheating radar. Like they're able to tell. Because that was the very first time in the whole eight years of my relationship that she said... Who was that? And my best response was, wrong number. Yeah, well, you've been getting a lot of wrong numbers lately. My response was, babe, you know they're making these phones real small. These bitches got fat thumbs, so maybe when they're dialing, they might just be dialing the wrong number. Come on, case in point. Today we have these ginormous fucking smartphones that look like freaking picture frames the other day I got in trouble I text my girlfriend I'm at the mall I'm checking out a couple of things when I checked the message it said I'm at the mall I'm checking out a couple of thongs that is fucking wild then my phone fucks me up by auto spelling shit cause she texted me it's late I'm turning in What are you up to? And I wrote to her, all good, I'm about to go to bed. My phone auto spelled, all good, I'm about to get some head. Needless to say, I'm single again. That's crazy, your phone hates on you, technology hates you, but I used to cheat. And the whole point is, fuck cheating, fuck cheaters, don't cheat, keep it real. I want to say thank you to everybody that came out tonight. For real, give yourselves a round of applause. You guys enjoying everything so far? Yeah, you all right? I, I want to rock a little bit more in Spanish. Is that cool? Let's Todo mundo aquí es bilingüe. Vaya, llegaron boricua. Good, that's good. My father, let me tell you something. My father, this is what he believed in because he was always listening to my grandma. There were two professions for me. Guess what they were? Doctor or lawyer. Nothing else meant anything. My father, I remember he asked me the first time, Mijo, cuando tú seas grande, ¿qué es lo que tú quieres ser? And I used to watch all those Indiana Jones movies. I said, Papi, I, I want to be an archaeologist. You know what he said? Sácate eso la cabeza, we're not white, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't got time for that shit. Do you guys know any Latino paleontologists? Exactly. That shows you how much that dream was fed. Vete la mierda. My father would say, pick up a fucking wrench, learn how to fix something. You want to make me proud? Do that. I'd say, like, no, papi, but I want to discover dinosaur bones. You know he would say? Go look at your grandma a couple of dinosaur bones on her. That was him. That was his style. But my father, once again, one of the most realist people I've ever met, he gives you the rawest fucking truth. His opinion is, is the word of God. That's how my father was. You could not correct him at all, which was horrible, because the motherfucker would come home drunk and he would mispronounce my name, okay? And I couldn't correct him. He would come home, kick the door open. My name is Roman. He would yell, Tomas! I'm like, who the fuck is Tomas? You! And I'm like, wow. Hi, papi. How you doing? And he would be like, mijo. I'm okay. I I just want to sit down. I'm a little tired. A little tired. And he would like freaking crisscross across the room. And I knew he was drunk, because the minute he would enter the bedroom where my mom was, she would greet him with the three words that every woman greets her husband with when he gets home drunk. Hijo de puta. That's what it was. It's just wild. You get home, they ain't no love, right? You get home drunk to a Latina, she's not going to say, where were you? No. She's not going to say, I love you. No. She's going to call you what? Hijo de puta. That was it. He would come back out, sit on the couch. And he had the weirdest requests when he was drunk. You know what he would tell me? Comb my hair. Drunk as fuck, he would ask me to comb his hair. And I'm like, papi, I'm not the hairstylist. The hairstylist is in there. You need to go get your hair combed in there. No, for real. And it was dope. It was, it, was, it was dope. When my dad would come home, it was a little cool. He would lay on the couch, which was my bed. Okay? All right? Once again, they were broke. We had a one-bedroom apartment. The couch was my bed. My father got home drunk. Guess where he slept? On my bed. Guess where I slept? On the floor. All right? I was my father's everything. I was his remote control because all he would do was slap me on the head. You know what that meant? Change the channel. Pa. Univision. Bah. Telemundo. Pa. Pa. Channel 5.
0: Pa. Pa. Pa.
1: Pa. He saw my report card. Being with my dad was fucking awesome. I couldn't correct him. One instance was we used to love watching the kung fu flicks on Saturday afternoons. You remember those? Before we had porn access on the internet, unlimitedly, we watched kung fu movies on our television. Did we not, guys? Clap your hands. These are all the porn accessors right there (laughs) making noise. All right, so we used to watch the kung fu movies. Fucking fantastic. And one of my favorite, favorite movies... Was Return of the Dragon, where Bruce Lee fought the white guy. What was his name? My father said it was Charlie Chaplin. He asked me, "E eh, tipo tenía bigote?" He had a mustache. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin. Who's the most famous guy with the mustache? Uh, Chuck Nor. No, Char. Thank you, papi. The- no, Charlie Chaplin. Carajo, that's who he fought. Charlie Chaplin. And I would say, but, papi, Chuck Norris has red hair. Shut up. He no has red hair. We don't have colored television. It's black and white. That's Charlie Chaplin. Which kind of made sense. I was like, all right, he's looking at a black and white TV. Okay, it is Charlie Chaplin. But that was him. That was his style. He would be drunk. He would come home, mispronounce everything, totally misquote it all, and I had to agree with him. Totally Misunderstand every direction. That was my father. God bless you, papi. Wherever you are right now, I love you. And when my family would be bored, they would do the greatest thing. They would go out, they would have whatever fun they wanted, they would leave me somewhere. Where would they leave me? My grandparents. Those are like the substitute parents, the grandparents. And... My grandfather and my grandmother were married for 47 years. 47 years. Y'all making noise, they weren't fucking happy. 47 years they were married. My grandfather, I'm going to tell you exactly, just to give you the mental picture, my grandfather was this very tall, lean gentleman with a mustache. Imagine me about another foot taller, super lean. That was my grandfather. My grandmother, I told you already, very white looking, all right, with blondish hair, very proud woman with light color eyes, all right, fantastic. And when I found out that they were married for 47 years, I took the time out to try to learn about them. And I remember, and I, I asked my grandmother. The very first person I asked was my grandmother. I said, Grandma, what was the trick to be able to stay happily married with Grandpa for 47 years? Her response, hijo, brujería. Mucha brujería. Porque ese hijo de puta salía de aquí y se desaparecía. I needed to make sure he would come home, so I would go to the botanica, buy the candle with the man figure, tie the legs, make sure he come home, so he can be here and be miserable. I look over at my grandfather, he's twitching on the couch, I'm like, damn, that shit worked. Shit fucking worked. There was no pictures of Jesus Christ in grandma's house, there was pictures of Walter Mercado, all over the house. Ladies and gentlemen, there's my cousin, the lawyer. (laughs) There's my other cousin, the doctor. And what's funny is, I went and I asked grandpa. I asked my grandfather the same question. I see him there on the couch twitching. And I'm like, I touched him and I go, Abuelo, I want to know what was the trick for you and grandma to be married 47 years? Successfully, 47 years—that's a long time, Grandpa. What was the trick? And he goes, "Mijo, thinking back, marijuana, mucha marijuana, porque como co- cocinaba esa mujer, hay que tener los munchies para terminarse la comida. So you need to have the munchies, mucha marijuana, which made me totally understand." Why my grandfather would throw out the garbage at 4.19 every afternoon and come back at 4.25 wearing sunglasses. I'm like, wow, this motherfucker is dedicated. You could not stop him from throwing out the garbage at 4.19. He would be in a rush. Where is my lighter? Grandpa, you don't need a lighter. I need a lighter. I got to throw out the garbage. Where's my sunglasses? Pass me my sunglasses, and my visine. Right, for us Latinos, el bicine. Bicine? Shut up, pass me the drops. But that was him. So yo, my grandfather's still alive, God bless him. Round of applause my grandpa. <laughs> the brother's still alive, rocking, enjoying his life. He is enjoying his life. Blind as fuck. From all those Walter Mercado pictures, he went blind, but he's enjoying his life. He is. He is. He says he likes to take his time. He likes to take his time to enjoy who he is. He's worked super hard. All right? My grandfather really never learned English. Really, he did. There were two words that he learned in English which kept him out of trouble. You know what those two words were? Police and immigration. Those two words, if you would put them in one sentence, the motherfucker would faint. He never took the train past Canal Street because the next stop after Canal was what? Immigration. For real, make some noise for the immigrants. I love immigrantes. So, I took time out to hang out with my grandfather because recently he had an episode. He had a situation with his heart. He was very scared. And the reason he realized that things were not normal with his health was because he couldn't dance salsa. The big indicator for him. It wasn't really chest pains. It wasn't dizziness. It was the fact that he couldn't dance salsa. And when I was a kid, my grandfather used to play this game with me. Okay? Again, no affection whatsoever. Remember? He would not show me affection. But he knew how to play. He would pinch me. He knew how to disengage my emotions. Whenever he would see me be sad, he would blast salsa. Or his other one was hide and go seek. He would hide. And then he would go places. And I would be there sitting, and then he would creep out. He would say, I see you. Mijo, hi. I see you, mijo, hi. You know, I'm a kid. I'm about to cry. So I look at my grandfather, and what do I do? I see you too, grandpa, hi. I see you. Hi. He would see me get sad, he would hide, and he would say, mijo. I see you, I see you, mijo, I see you. And I would wave back, hi, grandpa, I, I, I see you. And the other day, my phone rings, and I pick up the phone. And I'm like, wow, it's grandpa. I was like, fuck. I pick up the phone, and he goes, mijo. And I say, hi, abuelo. Como esta, mijo. I see you. I say, oh okay, Grandpa. Uh, we're on the phone, Grandpa. I I I can't see Mijo, please. I see you. I said, okay, okay, Grandpa. I'm sorry I haven't visited you and No Shh, Mijo, please. Listen. I see you, please. I I see you. And I felt bad. And um, like, all right, Grandpa, I, I, I see you too. And somebody takes the phone away from him and he goes, I'm, I'm sorry, your, your grandfather's trying to explain to you that he is in the ICU at Montefiore. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. I got to get over there right now. But right now, I'm on stage at The Point, New York City, in the Bronx, June 13th. The year is 2015, and I'm before the most amazing people... And I want to say this, the truth is this, I love you all, make some noise for Dania, the coordinator of the point, amazing woman, amazing. All right? And make some noise for Mr. Paul Ramirez of the Bronx Beer Hall, Arthur Avenue. You gotta get out there, drink his chocolate stout. Wherever it's coming from, just drink it, all right? If you need cues on how to drink it, research Kim Kardashian and Ray J, you'll learn how to drink his chocolate stout. Shout out to the Pitorro family, our bartender rocking out the Pitorro. The bar is still open, make sure you get your drinks, and listen, if we grew up together, we're here together, I love you. If we just met, guess what? Thank you for being here. And if you are from the Bronx, it's like you were born with me because we walk together each day, every day, wherever I go. I love you.